Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Quick Snap Podcast. It is Super Bowl week. We are running up to it. We're going to have two episodes. This is the very first one of the best week of football, and we have the best guest of all, Anthony Watson. How are you doing, Anthony? Yeah, good, thanks. I thought you were going to say Joe Montana or something there, but hey, you know what? If you want to replace the goat with this goat, that's good. That's fine with me. <laughs> to be fair, when it comes to our podcast, we've been going for a year now, and you are single-handedly the best person we've ever had on a podcast. Oh, well, thank you very much. Well, you know what? This whole season has been haunting me, because I know way back when, when was it? Uh, mid-July, maybe mid-June, you had me on, we had our bold predictions. You're going to get me on with some bold predictions here, I know, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I picked Garoppolo for uh, for MVP. In fact, my fancy football name was JGLV MVP. Uh, <laughs> week two, and that's that what did it. Started. Yeah. Oh man, no well, off season. I mean, we, we we all had a bit of a mare, didn't we? I I decided to pick DK Metcalf as my lead receiver. That worked out well, and then I picked the Steelers to finish bottom of the uh, division, and that did not work out so well. I told you at the time, man. I said, yeah, you know, don't discount Tomlin, Coach T, and those Steelers. The way that franchise is run, but yeah, they fell out, run out of steam, though, didn't they? Towards the end, yeah, they showed the true colors of zero run game and a uh, an aging passing passing quarterback. Yeah. Anyway, Tom, what was your predictions? Can you remember them? I can't remember, but I did think that the Lions would be like seven and nine or something like that, or like eight and eight. I think I had the Lions just missing out on the playoffs. Fair enough. Just just claim whatever whatever happened. Hey, I've got a friend, uh, Graham Bell. (laughs) No, but that's a bad one. (laughs) Graham Bell, if if you're listening, uh, the start of every season, him and and another friend, they have this thing called uh, the Rumble, and uh, Graham makes a bold prediction. And if he gets it right, he wins the bottle of rum. If he loses, uh, he loses the bottle of rum. He's now owned three. His uh, his rumble prediction for this season <laughs> was uh, a winning season for the Detroit Lions. So 
you know. Poor, poor guy. Yeah. I did think they'd be good, yeah. I was very wrong there. I thought poor the Bears guy. would win two games, I think. Something like that. I think I had the Bears like two and two and fourteen, something bad like that. Hey, and, I, I you know, know now the Bears no longer have the worst QB in in the NFC North, which is fantastic, isn't it? Hey, that's horrible. I mean, that's <laughs> that's, that's Goff is somewhere crying now when somebody said Trubisky's better than him. That's just. <laughs> I, I actually, <laughs> I actually hate the fact that. Goff's gone on and said, oh, "I'm finally somewhere that appreciates me." How do you know they appreciate you? <laughs> you haven't played yeah, a single on. game. Uh, yeah, we'll see how much they appreciate it when they uh, pick first in the uh, the well, the first round pick in the draft this year. Let's see what happens there. Yeah, big fat quarterback. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, as we discussed, then obviously Jared Goff along with that with the Rams, we move on to the biggest news in the NFL, bar Super Bowl week, is the. The biggest trade that I've seen of quarterbacks for a while. I mean, that's that's a pretty huge trade considering how much of his career Matt Stafford spent at the Lions and in some ways wasted. And the big speculation around McVay's relationship with Jared Goff, it just seemed like a natural move for the Rams. And even everyone questioned it and said, how are they going to do it? It's more picks to give away. How can they even afford to give keep giving picks away? But... <laughs> the Rams don't like first round picks, do they? So they don't need them. They've uh, they win enough without them. Yeah, you're right. It's it's, a, it's effectively a couple of second round picks, isn't it? Really, if they if they go on and do as well as well, everyone thinks they can do now with yeah. Stafford at quarterback. It's you know it's a low high twenties, maybe a thirties pick. Yeah. So really, what have they given up? Future future linebacker, first, maybe a second. Yeah, exactly. They've given yeah. up a future chance at a fifty fifty. I don't think exactly. it's a big deal. You're spot on, Tom. Me. I mean, it's a lottery, isn't it? That, that's yeah. what it is fundamentally at the end of the day. You know, yeah. Scott's there wearing a, a Niners jersey. Shout out to uh, the Patrick Willis jersey there. But, um, you know, you look at the uh, the Shanahan Lynch era. Okay, we're what now? It's heading into year five of that uh, project. And they've had probably more busts in the first round than they have um, stars that they've picked out. You know, Nick Bosa obviously fell to them. He was uh, second overall. But let's not forget, they had the second overall pick in. 2017 missed out on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes in that draft. Yeah. And then, yeah. okay, I guess we can look at the um, the most recent draft last year, and they had two first-rounders, Brandon Ayuk, yeah, great. And um, uh, Javon Kinlaw looks like he could be uh, a stud in the making. But then the other guys, you could question, were, were, they, were they successful picks, their first ever first-round uh, first pick in, um, in Solomon Thomas? I mean, they never took up this fifth-year option. He got injured in, in week two this season. And if you can spend that capital, like the Rams have, on uh, proven talent, who is going to be an upgrade, which, let's face it, Matthew Stafford is an upgrade on that, then you're going to be winning. And then if, if you can pick, get those guys in the draft further down, you know, again, I'm, I'm only using the Niners because obviously they're, they're my team. But, you know, you look at the talent, Fred Warner, third-round pick, George Kittle, fifth-round pick. And if you can get those find that if you have the scouts out there um, in your team uh, with your organization, then and you can, you can target those guys further down and you're winning, aren't you? As well as coaching as well. You know, we've seen how coaches have had such a big impact on the league, especially when the bad coaches you know, shine for the wrong reasons, that they're the ones making every, all the good coaches look even better. And when, when you see like good coaches draft, better players in like the fifth sixth round and they become good in the second season because they've received much better coaching now than they had in college 
you see it when the Seahawks drafted their Legion of Boom and the, all those players weren't first round picks. They were just coached into a very good scheme and that can happen at any point. So um, with McVeigh there as well in, in uh, LA, you'd always back, always back him to coach coach that team into, into a good position, especially when now they've got, so he's he's got to a Super Bowl with a high school quarterback. Now he can, imagine what he can do with Matt Stafford. But I think as well, so much of that offense still comes from the running game. And what has Matt Stafford never had? A running game, like hey, they went five yeah. years without 100 yard running. Like Garrett Blunt. Like Garrett Blunt. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like Garrett Matt Blunt. Stafford, he's had 11, he's had 1100 yard rushes in his time at Detroit. Like, yeah, in a game, eleven games, one hundred yard rusher. That's how and long he's, yeah. And he's been there years, what, like nine, nine, ten, nine, ten years, ten years? Yeah. which is an insane stat. And like, been, even like defense as well. He's never really had a good team around him, a good defense. There was like a, a one or two year span where the defense was like fairly good, but then they were like his worst years, I think, or something like that. So now he's getting into a place where yeah, he's got to learn a new system, but it should be so much friendlier for him. Yeah. I think that the hardest thing to repeat will be that Rams defense. Like obviously, um, Staley's left and has moved over to the Chargers now. Mm. But you do see it quite often where, like, say with the Steelers in the previous um, last season, they were incredible. People were saying Big Ben comes back, then they'll be flying through to the Super Bowl um, or a, a deep run in the playoffs. So it's kind of like the same situation here in a way. You've got Stafford, a better quarterback coming in, an incredible defense. Can they keep at that same level? And if they can, then they're absolutely a front runner in the um, in the NFC. McVeigh won't know what hit him. He will not know what hit him. Now he has to draw up plays past twenty yards. He hasn't got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure he will have a clue. He'll be able to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, he'll have a clue. He's yeah. certainly got the talent there as well, hasn't he? So yeah. it, it's, I mean, it makes it an NFC West all that more tricky for uh, for for my Jimmy G and and, and his boys if Jimmy's going to be the man in San Francisco, but yeah, I mean, it's such a strong division. I mean, you could argue the Cardinals, blah, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens. Not a big guys, believer but, in the Cardinals uh, until they get rid of Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, great, great upgrade for the, uh, for the Rams. Um, you know, I'd have taken Goff, uh, not Goff, I wouldn't have taken Goff. I'd have taken Stafford. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have paid that price for him, but you know, fundamentally, they're, they're giving that extra pick away, aren't they, yeah. to, uh, because of his, his contract. It's salary, like, yeah. Take his, uh, take his salary and, um, yeah. yeah, have fun with that. Yeah. First, first round pick in a couple of years' time. What do you think of um, the, the rumours that you could be targeting Kirk Cousins? Oh, um, man, uh, yeah. You know what? I mean, it's not an upgrade. On it's not, it's not it's not. I think Shanahan may argue that that it is because he's got that trusted relationship and uh, obviously they it's worked well in the past between them so he sees something there and he was the guy that he wanted uh, in San Francisco but they went for Jimmy G um, and that trade deadline uh, way back in 2017 Kirk Cousins does he get injured he doesn't get injured as much and what's the best ability it's availability in the NFL that's what the saying is isn't it and Jimmy Garoppolo, unfortunately for uh, for all his talent, he's been sidelined more than he's been on the field with the 49ers since they traded that second round pick to New England for him. Um, I think if they could get a third round pick, maybe well, you know, if they get a second round pick, they're, they're laughing. But if they can get a, a third round pick and um, and ship him off, then yeah, 
they'll they'll take cousins cousins works with that system shanahan obviously knows what he wants and, and what he likes and that system has worked it got them to the super bowl uh last year oh, 12 well here we are recording on the second of feb it was 12 months ago this calendar day oh. they were, that game i watched <laughs> it again the other night oh the pain six <laughs> the pain. minutes and what 52 oh my goodness <laughs> You just think, uh, and it was still holding, holding on Nick Bosa on that third and fifteen. I'm not having that. That they don't call pass. holding in the playoffs. Like you oh, saw it in man. the Green Bay game, like oh. every single play on both on both sides. They just Great decided man. not to call it. It's very strange. So would I? Would I be gutted about Kirk Cousins? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I, uh, I'd be gutted. It's certainly an upgrade on Nick Mullins. Um, I would at this moment. I would trust Kyle Shanahan. Um, and what he can deliver with that offense. So I welcome it with open arms. I would see how it pans out. But if it doesn't work, if it doesn't work in uh, in the, the first year of Kirk Cousins joining the 49ers, if that's to happen, then there's going to be big question marks over Kyle Shanahan. But the guy is, he's almost a genius in, in what he does. You know, look yeah. at how he, he outsmarted Bill Belichick in that game against the Patriots back in, in October. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't throw past the line of scrimmage and yet they managed to put 30 points on that you know a bill belichick, bill belichick patriots defense i know it's not the same defense but it's still bill still belichick, bill belichick. And he outsmarted him on it so yeah uh yeah i mean i trust in shanahan and we'll see what he has to, to bring up i mean there, there are other quarterbacks out there and of course everybody would love deshaun watson i think you slot him in in san francisco and then hey it's a way we go and everybody's laughing but I think the price on that is uh, is too much. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Watson because I really don't think they are going to trade him within conference. But then who can afford to uh, to pick him up? And he's got that no trade clause. But Jimmy Garoppolo's got the no trade clause as well. So the 49ers can't just shop him. They're going to have to. Uh, he's going to have to agree to move to wherever uh, you know. Well, whoever comes barking. And I guess if New England come, then he's, he's probably going to take them up. But and yeah. in Chicago, he's a he's a Bears fan. So if the Bears came knocking, I'm sure he'd uh, he'd head back to Illinois. But again, he's he's got the power uh, on that front in that he could say no if they want to trade him. So it's a whole think, lot of hoops to jump through. I think with those, I think obviously Deshaun Watson definitely wants to get traded, so that clause can just be just brushed aside, can't it? With him, but with Garoppolo, that can just be easily maneuvered by just bringing in. Cousins, as soon as you bring in Cousins, you basically told Garoppolo, you're not playing. So you either give up your career right now or you move on and try and make it work somewhere else. And then he's going to have to do it himself. Do you know what I mean? At that point, then it's all on him. Do you want to continue your career and progress or do you want to just stall right here? Because we don't see you as the future. You could just yeah, sit and I... earn a nice paycheck. Yeah, he oh, could. But he's still and... young. He is. he is, but I think the the thing, and, and also with uh, Deshaun Watson with his no trade clause, is that you know the the Texans could shop him, but he wants to win now. And if he's not going to the the right organization, he's just going to say no, and he'll sit it out. And I think Garoppolo would also be the same. I mean, he will have a point to prove in that you know he, he took the last the last season that he was fully healthy, he went thirteen three, and he took the team to the Super Bowl. And he was six minutes away, well, less than seven minutes away from winning that Super Bowl. And he probably would have been the MVP of that Super Bowl. You know, you could argue maybe Nick Bosa with the performance that he had, having rewatched it, like I said, just a couple of nights ago. <laughs> um, but you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, if, if uh, one of those lesser teams comes calling and they haven't got 
Uh, they're, they're, they're clearly on a rebuild, and he's got another, what, two or three years before he can even think about making the playoffs. There's going to be so much focus and attention on him and, and the wrong blind light. And if things don't click straight away, he's going to get that negative vibe. He's already got that negative vibe around him in San Francisco right now. Yeah, and He's got to go out there and prove it. So I think if, if it's a team that is in complete rebuild and there's nothing there for him and he's not going to hit the ground running and winning, then he, he probably he'll hold up that no trade clause and say, no, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. You yeah. know, you've, you've, you've gotten this mess and, you know, get yourself out of it. But I'm not moving. Fair. I've, I've always said that I'm not really a huge fan of Jimmy G just because I just don't really see the big, like the, uh, the put the franchise on your back kind of thing. But Scott's always brought to me that they've won more games with him than they've won them without him. Got so, a good winning record. Yeah, yeah, and Scott yeah. always reminds me of that. He always says, <laughs> he wins games, so... I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of him either, but you can't... Sometimes you've got to just look beyond your own opinion, haven't you? And go, well, yeah, like you say, 13-3 went to a Super Bowl. Arguably outplayed Mahomes in that Super Bowl until the last five minutes. Yeah, um, I did. That's Mahomes, did. And it's Mahomes, and, and you know, you've got to sometimes swallow it a bit and say, he, he can play if he can stay fit and in the right scheme. I don't think he's, like you, like you say, Harry, he's not necessarily put a put a team on his back kind of guy but it can definitely make it work so but there's not even that, that many he... guys available who can do that exactly. there's exactly, still a lot yeah. of guys who need the right things around them even yeah. some of the best quarterbacks yeah he, outside he, the top five he had them on his back uh, on the, the the stretch last year they, you know they were on their knees let's not forget they uh, they had the buy in week four in that season and they had to win and they had a, 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 a stretch where they went and they beat the Rams. Uh, they were down, I think, double digits uh, in week 16 against the Rams. And then that game against the, the the Seahawks, again, some of the plays that he made. Against the Rams, that final drive where they won out with a field goal, he was third and 16 twice on that final drive. So he did put the team on his back. And nobody's ever going to forget that game uh, against the Brilliant. <laughs> George Killer were literally the whole of the Saints hanging off his face. Yeah. <laughs> he takes it down the sideline. But um, you know, there there were there were moments last season where he did have the team on his back and, and he helped them through. But yeah, I mean we'll we'll see what happens. Um I think the, the 49ers have been more open and supportive of Garoppolo than the Rams were of Goff. I mean, yeah. <laughs> some of the comments around the Rams even well last week and, and well before then as well were like he's our quarterback for now yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's it yeah until that trade comes in if I was Jared Goff I would have thought packing up my stuff then yeah, <laughs> yeah. as soon <laughs> as that as soon as that quote came out no it should have been oh, as, soon as, as soon as they started uh, John Wolford ahead of him just as soon yeah. as they started him ahead of him like I'll, I'll, I'll pack up and boys yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get ready I'm wearing a CFL uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers champions. They're still the reigning champions 2019. They won it. There's no season last year. Jared Goff is inching closer to either the Hamilton Tiger Cats and working with Jeff Reinbold or the, uh, the Toronto <laughs> yeah. Argonauts, where he is now in uh, in Detroit. He's, just he's not cross. far from Canada now, is he? He's just got across the river. Yeah, exactly, it's like yeah. He could, he, he, we've seen it in um, uh, Hard Knocks. He's got his golf course in his back garden. He's chipping a pot really over the river. So he can take his driver and he's into Canada. Yeah. So yeah, he's he, he might end up in the CFL. You hear it. You heard it here first. Yeah. It is. It is. It is worrying because he was at number one overall pick, and now he's going to Detroit, where he's now appreciated apparently. But I mean, 
if, if Matt Stafford can't make it work there, Jared Goff definitely can't make it work there. Yeah, good luck to him. Good with luck uh, to him. Yeah. before we go any further into our into uh, dive into what you think of the Super Bowl, this year was different for everybody, wasn't it? We we're all watching it on TV on our own. We're not even got friends around. We're all communicating via Zoom these days, you know, especially the players as well. How do you think the NFL did with like coping with COVID and you know? There was so much controversy of how they treated each team individually and, you know, postponing games. How do you think it went? I think it went as well as it could have gone, uh, to be honest. I mean, there, there was the uh, the Ferrari around the Steelers in there and the, and the Titans especially uh, and, the, and the Ravens. But when you've got so many guys, a, a collective of, uh, of men and women in, in, in coaching staff and, and behind the scenes, it's going to be difficult to to keep on top of it. Um, but just like we've seen with the, the Premier League over here, they, they did the best that they could. And hey, look, they've got to the Super Bowl. They, we had a full schedule of games completed. Yeah. Um, teams were affected by it. They, they were going to be affected by it. But I, I don't think that we could question Roger Goodell uh, and the, the owners and all the organizations uh, too much because they managed to contain it as best they could. And we got a product at the end of the day, and players have been fundamentally safe, and uh, it's, it's provided a, a welcome distraction for everyone. Here we are, you know, on the Zoom call, and uh, we're in tough times. We're in lockdown, and what do we need to uh, to take us away and just uh, to provide us with a distraction from the the mundane routines of well here we are it's groundhog day isn't it you know the alarm yeah. goes off we get up and then we do yeah. some work and we go out hey we'll go for a walk where we're we gonna go today well the river's flooded here so we just gotta go up the hill okay we'll go up the hill and then down the hill and we'll come back and then we got work we got homeschooling and all everything else <laughs> yeah. uh, around it so it's provided a welcome uh, distraction and yeah I, I i don't think um they could have done much more here we are yeah. on a zoom meeting here i'm chatting to you guys uh, just 24 hours ago, I was on a Zoom call with Tom Brady. There you go. Oh, nice. How's that? This hey. is definitely an upgrade. One hundred percent. I mean, I was going to go into uh, how I felt about the uh, thing, but I don't care. You were on a Zoom call with Tom Brady. I think we should hear a bit more about that. It wasn't a one-on-one Zoom call with Tom Brady. It was. Uh, we, we, I've, I've got. Uh, I'm accredited for the, the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, I was going to be going out to uh, the Super Bowl, but uh, unfortunately, well. What I'm going to say, unfortunately, but you can tell I'm gutted. COVID struck, and um, here I am, been reporting um, on the Super Bowl from the comfort of this chair with the, the bed in the background and the flag behind, and, and my, my trophy from 1988 from um, the Pop Water Champions in Winnipeg, Manitoba. What a year that was. What a trophy. What a time. But um, yeah, <laughs> there you go. I was on a call with, uh, with Tom Brady, dipped in and out of him, and, and Bruce Arians, and Gronk, and and the like, Sick. so uh, snubbed uh, Patrick Mahomes, but he's he's going to be back again this week, so I'll focus on him yeah. later in the week. But it's <laughs> uh, it's all good. But no, I mean, uh, yeah, Ari, I mean, what what, what do you make of the uh, the whole uh, how the the NFL dealt with uh, with COVID this year? I mean, I won't lie, I was very critical at times, just because of the way I thought there was like an unbalance between how different teams are treated, especially like the 49ers when mm. they had like one receiver go down with COVID and the whole receiver room is out. And that, for the 49ers, that's huge because, you know, they had no George Kittle for a start. They had two of the running backs out injured. They had a backup quarterback. They needed those receivers to have any chance winning the game. And it's like, no, no, like 
understanding about it. There was no movement in the game. It was you, you're playing. But as soon as like like the Steelers or the Ravens or someone a bit bigger, like like more prominent in that season, oh, you've got a few COVID cases. We'll push it back as far as we can to try and help you out. But then I, I did I, I did sit back the like last couple of days and just think we we got through a full NFL season. And yeah. when you consider like there's like hundreds of people per team, like mm. you're in the Premier League in England, there's let's say 22 full like squad of of players, and then you've got that's another 30 staff, like maximum 50 people. You're talking like 55 people in like to think about it for one team. This is there's 53 squad players in an NFL team. So so that, and then the rest. So it, it's just. I mean, I remember we went to Seattle to watch um, Seattle versus the Buffalo Bills, and we were staying in the hotel next to the Buffalo Bills. We went out in the morning to see like the players get on the coaches. There was eight coaches. Yeah. And I was like, what? what what's the? What are they for? <laughs> Honestly, eight coaches, and I was like, what are they for? And you're like, oh well, one's for this players. So this this players, and there's like the medical staff, and there's training staff, and there's yeah, they've met the technology staff, and I was like. Wait, what the wait? I was like, how? Who pays for all this? <laughs> that's a, that a joke. So, if the fact that they've managed to get a full season out of this is really is really like commendable. Yeah, and a 49ers game. It was a Thursday night football game as well against the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah, and Richie James, he got he had more yards than Devontae Adams in that one, and yeah. Devontae Adams went off. In fantasy football, but uh, yeah, Richie James had what 279 yards, give or take 10 yeah. yards or so. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, you know what, that you're, you're right on that front. Um, why they couldn't have moved that game back to the the Sunday, and if they did, then the likes of Brandon Ike would have been available, but then you know, Richie James wouldn't have put up those numbers. But there we go, I think, I think you're right in what you said there, but yeah, on the flip side, if we're, we're looking for the positives there. We had we had 17 weeks of regular yeah. season football plus yeah you know, full complement of playoff games. So. My only complaint was with the Broncos when they had no quarterback and they basically gifted the Saints a win. Yeah, yeah. That that that's yeah, like that a free victory. You might as well forfeit the game because it, at that point it's dangerous for the probably for the guy who ended up coming in to play quarterback with the Kendall Hilton or something like that. Yeah, it's probably right. dangerous for the receivers trying to catch the ball. You've got to wait that extra bit longer because he's not got the same arm strength. Like. At some point, it's just a bit too big of a risk. He had a hundred yards rushing behind the scrimmage, behind the scrimmage, he was running for his life. <laughs> <laughs> he had no idea what he was Just running around. Go back, yeah. safety, safety. Yeah. That's safety. What I mean. like, you, you can't, you can't fault him. He put in like an incredible effort on like what two day, two three days notice. You know, basically he'd been on a practice squad. I hadn't played quarterback for a couple of years. Like, yeah, you can't fault him. It's just no, insane yeah, the yeah. position they were put in. I agree. Um, Scott, what are you thinking about this year? Yeah, I mean, I know you've mentioned I'm wearing a 49ers jersey, but I am actually a Raiders fan, which does hurt me wearing this jersey a little bit, but it's for you, Andy, so <laughs> I've done that thing. It's uh, all right, you've left there, you're fine. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly, we're in Vegas now, it's cool. I mean, obviously the Raiders, how they got treated a little bit, completely get the uh, Gruden, some of the players made a bit of mistakes, but the fines that the Raiders got, and then yeah. you looked at, like you say, how the, tit- how the Titans then about a week later held a held a training session after they were already banned from training and they nothing happened to them. There's been a bit of like you say, a few inconsistencies, haven't there? But uh, so as a Raiders fan, I, I you know I've got this ingrained ingrained into me that the NFL hates the Raiders. So I, I uh <laughs> yeah. I picked, I picked up I picked up on that a little bit. But you no, know, like you say, it's it's gone 
it's gone as well as you could hope. I mean, people have mentioned basketball, haven't they? And how, uh, you know, they're going to a bubble and could the NFL do that? But it's just, like you said, there are too many people. Yeah. Too 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 far away. Like, I don't know how you'd manage to get away, you know, across country. You couldn't put everyone into Orlando like they did. It'd be, it'd be crazy. So I think they, they dealt with it. They dealt with it. That's that's all you can say. They dealt with it, haven't they? And uh, yeah. we've got football and, yeah, we're, uh, it's been a welcome distraction, haven't it? So that's, that's the main one final note on this. Um, I would have thought Super Bowl week, these teams would be in hard bubbles. Like there would be no chance of them moving out of the hotel. This is it. You are yeah. done now. And then we see, is it Demarcus Robinson from the Chiefs? Is now he he's uh, uh, he might, might not even play it. I think because of contact near near COVID. Which is just which is, in my eyes, this is the biggest yeah. game of your like season. Yeah, like you wouldn't risk it. Oh, you you, in a bubble. You, I'd, I just get one of those like big like Zorb balls or whatever like that, and I just live in <laughs> yeah. that for a week. Like, yeah, I would take yeah. no chances. But they, you're right, Tom. They have those massive like Zorb tents where they train every week. You know those outdoor the outdoor indoor you know thing, the big tents. Yeah, camp in yeah. there. Like yeah, yeah. Just just why you guys it's, have lived that life of luxury yeah. for a whole season. Live it rough for a week and just play in the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl, guys. You know, you've, you've got to, This is it. This is what you play for. Yeah. So just for, for, for two weeks, that a fortnight, the run up to the big game, just, you know what? Make those sacrifices. Yeah. The Chiefs aren't even in Tampa yet. Obviously, if it's a normal Super Bowl week, they'd be there. They would have landed uh, last weekend, but they don't fly in until uh, Friday. It's Friday, isn't it? Yeah, they're not allowed yeah. there until then. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because uh, Bruce Arians brought up uh, in his um, news conference yesterday, he was asked about it. Um, being a, a home Super Bowl, and he said, "Yeah, you know what? Last week it, it felt different because we're at home, and uh, you know we've got our, our home luxuries. Uh, but he says things are. It doesn't feel like home advantage now, just because the way that the city's changed and the stadium's changed, and um, you know they they're so locked in and focused on uh, on the big game that there there isn't that home advantage. It's not a Super Bowl week." Super Bowl weeks have been uh, yeah. in the past, but then you know what? Gronk and Brady are, are totally chilled, and they're they're, they're absolutely loving life. So um, it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see um, who's who's the more relaxed when it comes to uh, uh, game time on Sunday. Remember when uh, beginning of the season, and before Scott was on the podcast with us, and me and you were talking with um, Tom about how he feels about Brady. Mm. Uh, you know, and he was really negative, wasn't he? Like, no, he's 43 years old. We can't Dude. trust an old quarterback. Oh. And now look at him. Big <laughs> smile. Look, look at that smile. Hey. <laughs> well, yeah. I, think, uh, I think now I was just, I was being, I think I was being pessimistic, which is just how I am. Which is you. I think I yeah, thought the defense would run the show and they did for the first few weeks and then it flipped. So and then it's been nice to see it kind of flip a little bit back and forth as well since the bye week where Brady is incredible for a whole game or in, just incredible for a few plays um, and then the defense is incredible for a few plays. So it does make me it does fill me with a lot more confidence to see them actually playing some a bit more complimentary football. It's not just relied on one half of the team. He had that phenomenal run, didn't he, down the stretch? Brady is like did they finish the season passing really games, well, yeah. one, you know, one after the other. I had a look at some uh, some stats and. This year, his uh, his air yards. He's had more air yards this year than any season in his career. Yeah, because he has receivers. Yeah, he loves to throw the ball deep, doesn't he? Tall guys, yeah, yeah. 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 
but you know where, where's where's the, the loss of uh, of arm strength there it, it's it's not gone but yes. Brady was asked he was asked about um about the offense yesterday and um he brought up that things clicked in during that, that bye week because Byron Leftwich he managed to, to actually to work with him and you know there, there's a lot of talk about uh, last off season, oh, the, the the rookies is going to be difficult for them to to hit the ground running because they haven't had the OTAs. He went to a completely new team after twenty years with, a, yeah. with one organization, and he admitted himself he struggled because he didn't have those off season workouts. Yeah. So, and this is this is the he is the greatest ever. You know, I've got a a, a Funko pop behind me with uh, Joe Montana, but. Uh, cool Joe isn't, or Joe Cool, he's not, he's not the, the goat. You know, Tom Brady is. And you think that a guy who's been around and has put up the numbers that he has this season 40 touchdowns from a 43 year old man, that's incredible. But he still, he admitted that he needed that offseason to, uh, yeah. to help, to, to help him learn this offense. And it's just, you know, it's a testament to the guy and the, the team that he's got around him that they've, they've managed to click at the right time. Okay, they, they've struggled. Um, offensively in uh, in a couple of games, and um, you know the the offenses obviously come up short, but they they haven't they weren't on fire as much as they were uh, down the stretch uh, during the playoffs. But they're in the Super Bowl, and that's what matters now. They are, and with Super Bowl, before Tom goes too deep into it, because we know Tom wants to have another episode in the week about how how he feels. We're going to go into our bowl predictions, and then we're going to have a little bit of a chat about what you think about the Super Bowl. Because it's not very often we get to chat to you, and it is it is interesting to see what you know somebody who actually knows about the NFL thinks about it. So uh, rather than just three three of the it's like to chat chat about it all the time. <laughs> uh, so since you are our guest, Anthony, give us give us your if you've got two, give us two. If you've only got one, one. Bold predictions for the Super Bowl. Oh, bold! You know what? Uh, I don't know if it's bold. But uh, I'm going to go for Shaq Barrett gets three sacks on Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes throws two interceptions in this game. I think uh, that's pretty the, bold. The Chiefs' offensive line is uh, is a bit banged up, um, and uh, I think uh, with with Fisher going down, I think that's going to be uh, a big hole to fill. And Shaq Barrett, you know, he's we all know what what he's about and what he can do, um, and I quite fancy him to uh, to go feasting. And I think with the pressure. On Patrick Mahomes, did I tell you that I rewatched the Super Bowl from last year the other night? He threw two interceptions <laughs> in that game. You know? So, and well. that was again, it's a pretty good defense. So, yeah. I think with the pressure on, um, I, I, I that, that's one of my bold predictions. Uh, tell me what you think, and I'll throw in another one in just a moment. I I like that. I, I do. I I think Mahomes will struggle this game personally. I know, but wait, struggle in terms of Mahomes. He'll still pull out. Yeah. Unbelievable passes and whatever, but he will have a game where he's not just dominating the game. He will he will have to work for this game because the, the, the Bucks defense is no joke. When when they're all there and they perform, Jesus, like they're one of the best defenses in the league. So I like it. Yeah. And I think with if Shaq Barrett got three as well, that would equal the Super Bowl record as well. So I think Grady Jarrett got it a few years ago. Yeah. When the Falcons lost. Um that was a funny game, wasn't it? Um, yeah, he got three in that game as well. I mean, I, I've got a fairly similar one. And I think Scott's got one that's similar to yours as well in terms of interceptions. Yeah, yeah. But with sacks, I've got down that Tampa will break the team record for sacks in a Super Bowl. The current record is seven. So I, I've, I've got them going at eight or more, which would be insane. Um, yeah. 
I think, like Anthony <laughs> said, they've got two tackles missing. They've got the backups. We saw what JPP and Barrett did against the, the Packers. And yeah, they had one of their backups in as well. But Vita Vea just coming in and taking up a huge amount of space. I think him alone, can he can take up two people. you got Devin White. He just blitzes through the middle as quick as anyone on the field, probably apart from Tyreek Hill and, and Michael Hardman. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing Patrick Mahomes on the floor. Oh. <laughs> I bet you are, yeah. Brutal. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I had a bit of a similar win interceptions as well, which was uh, more interceptions than passing touchdowns in the, in the game. I mean, you can sort of see a situation where Mahomes going maybe three and two, three touchdowns, two interceptions, like you said, and they're getting a couple of interceptions. And, but I think Brady might struggle as well, to be honest, getting, I think, maybe Not three playoff, picks. Tom. Not playoff, you, Tom. You, know, you, say, no. you say that. He got, he got three picks last week against the, uh, against the Packers, didn't he? You know? Um, yeah, but I think he can get a rushing touchdown. I think he might get a bit of a quarterback sneak and get a couple of really touchdowns that way. But, he does love a sneak. He, uh, he does His first sneak, touchdown but, yeah. as a Buccaneer was a cute, was a quarterback sneak. So yeah. if he has like the awesome. winning touchdown as a quarterback <laughs> sneak, what a book end of a season that would be. <laughs> Christ. At times uh, it's, it's 80 to 1 to be first touchdown scorer. So, you know, even yeah. if you want to put a quid on it, it might be worth it. He might not yeah. be uh, 80 to 1 in this game, but. No. Yeah, there are a couple of games this season where yeah, he's, uh, I, I've, I've put you know fiver on every now and again just to uh, just because of of that option that he has. Um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't rule that out. I guess uh, any time TD score, you're probably looking maybe into uh, into the teens, so it might be worth a ten. I've gone, I've gone for an absolute shootout. <clears throat> what did I say, mm. Tom? I've said that I think they're going to be a thousand Bad yards for between a thousand them. Yards. Yeah, and eight touchdowns and or something eight like touchdowns, that. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> because because I think Brady will have control of this game and I think Mahomes will have to chase. So he might he might get intercepted a few times, but I think he's gonna have to chase the game. So when Mahomes chases the game, he's gonna have to throw the ball to Tyreek Hill and that only ends up with seventy yard passes, so it's gonna end up <laughs> racking the yards yeah. up. Yeah, it's mad. I mean if what? Brady's got control of a game, he's not throwing for five hundred yards, is he? Hey, Unless he Mahomes is. throws for six hundred of the thousand. Well, it could be like the Eagles game a couple of, well, what, three years ago now, where uh, Nick Foles went up to Tony through, what, 505 yards in that game? That was and the that biggest was... offensive game, wasn't it, in Super Bowl oh, history, well, something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The reason why I'm doing this is because about four or five seasons ago, I bet on Brady and Matt Ryan at the same game to have a combined 800 yards passing, and they did, but like comfortably. Hey. And I was hey. like, let's up it let's up it to the thousand <laughs> couldn't just do 850 you had to go a thousand, yeah, a thousand yeah. well it's pretty bold isn't it it's bold prediction isn't it? It's a big, a big it sure is bold yeah go hard to go home so Anthony what's your second prediction well before we move on to, uh, to the second prediction I just got a couple of stats here if I'd share them with you whilst uh, we're all together this game ties the um, largest age difference between quarterbacks in, play- in a playoff game it's Brady Mahomes AFC Championship Two years ago, and obviously the age difference in this one. So it's Brady and Mahomes, uh, the uh, the age gap between the two. And this is the first pair of quarterbacks to face each other in both a conference championship game and a Super Bowl, which is uh, pretty feisty indeed. Yeah. And uh, I got a few Tom Brady stats here, which is going to lead me up to uh, my bold prediction. It might not be so bold now, but uh, Tom Brady, 33 career, uh, career playoff wins over twice as many as any other quarterback Joe Montana is second with 16 so Tom Brady is more than double that and you know what yeah more playoff wins since turning 35 
at 17 than any other quarterback has total in his career. Has nine, <laughs> has beaten 19 different teams in the playoffs. He's 2 and 0 versus the Chiefs. This is, and we all know this is his 10th Super Bowl, most by a player and more than any franchise other than the Patriots. And uh, with a win, would have more Super Bowl wins than any franchise. That's more That's Super insane. Bowl wins than any franchise. And with that, my ball prediction is Tom Brady. Well, I mean, you kind of touched on it, is to, uh, to throw over 500 yards passing uh, two touchdowns. I'm sorry, no, four touchdowns uh, in Super Bowl 55. So it's 500 yards plus passing four touchdowns in this one. Only because, and because you mentioned it there as well, I think he's going to have to go toe-to-toe with Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. Um, they're two, two great offensive-minded coaches. We got no risk it, no biscuit in uh, Bruce Arians. And hey, you know what? You, you've got to go. You got to go all out in the Super Bowl. And if that means you've got to go toe to toe, and um, you know, Kyle Shanahan kind of bottled it last year when the 49ers had possession going into halftime. They had the um, offensive pass interference call against George Kittle, and then decided to take the knee. And against the Chiefs, you've got to take those opportunities when they come. And yeah. well, I think he had like 20 odd seconds on the clock. With a couple of timeouts as well, you got to you got to go for it. And I think Bruce Arians, his mentality is just to naturally go for it. When you've got Tom Brady and Tom Brady this week, you know, as I mentioned, I was on the Zoom call with him yesterday. Okay, it wasn't a one-to-one, but the guy was just so chilled and so laid back. And all the different news conferences that um, I was uh, a part of yesterday, his answers—he was just loving. He was talking. His answers were like nearly two minutes long for for each question. You could tell how calm, relaxed. He was uh, in a very reflective mood. He talked openly about his future. He, right now, he thinks that he can play beyond 45. He's, he's locked in. And you just know that if you get an angry Tom Brady, and if they're down, the box are down, he's just going to go for it. He's got the options to do it. He's got the weapons in his team to go for it. So, you know what? It, it might not be so bold, but over 500 yards passing of four touchdowns because of that. I, mean, game. I, I like it again. I like it again. I think it's a, a great prediction. And I, I hope it does, because if mine and your predictions are in any way near coming true, we're in for a spectacular game. Oh, can't wait. I kind of think it's going to be fairly cagey. Like, I, I can cagey see with it being... Seven sacks. I, I agree. Exactly a defensive game. Like, that's not, I don't that's think not defensive, that's be... just dominant seven seven sacks. It's embarrassing. Well, yeah, it would be, but like I don't think it's gonna be massively high scoring. Yeah. To be quite really. honest. What's your second ball prediction then, Tom? Um mine's Tyreek Hill. Um so I've got him having less than seventy receiving yards for the game. Which might not seem like crazy. For the season, he averaged eighty five yards per game. In the playoff games, that goes up to 141 yards per game. And then he obviously back in week 12 when the Bucks played against the Chiefs, he had a season high for him of 269 yards, most of which came in the first quarter. So I'm going Tyree Kill less than 70 in this game. Yeah, 269 against them, uh, 269 receiving yards against the Bucks in the exactly. early in the season this year. Yeah. 
I just can't see it. I just can't see it. I mean, I can't, I, I can't see it, them really realistically getting eight sacks, but I've put it down, Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, I mean, mine kind of links my first, which is why I've kind of gone with Brady getting the, those interceptions. Uh, is Chris Jones getting MVP? And the reason I'm going for it, I mean, like a lot of immobile quarterbacks, I guess, but Brady just, the one thing he hates is pressuring right up in his face, isn't it? It's not so much edge rushers like, you know, like, uh, say, D Ford or something like that. It's, uh, I know he's left now, but those kind of players. Um, it is more in his face. And I think Chris Jones, you know, he could have a, he could have a game where, Maybe he gets a couple of sacks, false fumble, maybe a, a pick if he drops off and actually doesn't coverage. Because um, besides, obviously, Aaron Donald is is by far the best D tackle in the league. But beyond that, Chris Jones is is up there. is a good pass rushing defensive tackle, and I think if somebody like that gets a, gets in Brady's face all, all day and causes those sort of turnovers, then then yeah, I think he could have a big a big swing game. Like like Tom, I think it might be a bit more cages and a thousand yards and. And all those touchdowns. I hope I'm wrong because you know everyone. I want to see an exciting game, and when it's Brady and Mahomes, you want to see that big. You want to see him shoot out, don't you? My yeah, heart you wouldn't see. be able to cope uh, with that. I think I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> you I think that's why I'm there. secretly hoping it's cagey. <laughs> I'd rather, chew my, I'd rather yeah. chew my fingers off with nerves <laughs> than have a heart attack. In, 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 in the one degrees, I'm leaving my back door open in the hope of hearing Tom screaming. <laughs> 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 it's gonna happen. Chris Jones could he, he could have got MVP last year in the Super Bowl as well because his fourth exactly. quarter dominance and it was to that very point that you game, made. Yeah. 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 Garoppolo is, is similar in, in the sense that he's not a mobile quarterback and he, he, he tip passes and he got in his head uh, in yeah. the fourth quarter in that that game. Yeah, yeah. I think but, yeah, Chris I Jones. Yeah, I think Chris Jones against Ryan Jensen, the center, is going to be really fun to watch because Jensen plays as angry as anyone. He's probably <laughs> going to get a personal foul against Chris Jones. Chris Jones will probably get a personal foul against Ryan Jensen at some point. So I think that's going to be quite a fun matchup to watch. I like it. I like it. I mean, I don't think it'll happen, Scott. I think when you've well, got... Do you think any of these victims. will happen, Ari? Or are you just going to shoot victims, us all down? No, but, I, but <laughs> we know we know the MVPs are usually like a popularity kind of thing. Mostly, you know, now and again it happens, like with Von Miller or something like that. You know, now and again it happens. But usually when you've got like the ghost and then probably the next best ghost, as in like the up-and-coming yeah. guy who could possibly go on to break his records playing in the same Super Bowl, the chances of anybody else in that field even getting near MVP apart from them two is like... <laughs> it, it, it is slim. I mean, like last year, like you said, Mahomes got it last year, didn't he? But let's be honest, he wasn't the MVP. That's Harry what I mean. Williams. No. You know, he wasn't. So it it does come down to like you know they want to yeah. make they want to make the stars of the game even bigger stars, don't yeah. they? And that's what the NFL is great at. They do. If this Tom Brady wins, oh so well. So, yeah. If Tom Brady wins in his tenth Super Bowl and he wins his seventh one. He's he, getting it, yeah. He, he, he's getting that <laughs> MVP. Yeah. Then nobody else yeah. is getting near it. Yeah, um, even if Devin White, you know, has two pick sixes and yeah. wins as well. Yeah. yeah, he could have two picks. Yeah. The last time Tampa won the Super Bowl, I mean, it was completely driven by the defense then. The uh, the safety, Dexter yeah. Jackson got the, I think it was Dexter Jackson, won the MVP that year. So mm-hmm. who knows? Could be a defensive player this, this time around. Brady and Mahomes right in that game. Well, yeah. John uh, yeah. Was, uh... Rich Gannon and Brad Johnson. <laughs> yeah. um, what a quarterback duo yeah. that was. No. Hey, former MVP, Rich Cannon. Come on. Big Raiders, QB. Yeah, My but they didn't change the signals. 
My final prediction was only it was a pretty crap one. Unfortunately, I uh, I went for Kelsey with three touchdowns and 150 yards, which isn't that bold, really. Yeah, you think about not, it. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> you look at you look at his uh, playoff run. I mean, yeah. look at the season. Where, yeah. where would you draft him in uh, fantasy football next year? First round. We had that monster draft with uh, with you guys uh, yeah. back in August, man. That went on for days, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's got to be up there in the first round, hasn't he? Yeah. You think that one for days for you? I had eight eight leagues to draft, and I've each one of them. Whenever somebody got stuck, I had to go and message them and try and get them to. Yeah, that was usually me, wasn't it? No, no, you weren't in this league. <laughs> no, in the other ones, though. Hey, in the other leagues, yeah, it's usually you, yeah. But this was eight leagues, and they were all from like UK and America. So then you're yeah. messaging somebody who was asleep, and it's like, ah, oh, it was. It was chaos, but well, yeah, I, I I think first round Travis Kelsey if you're in a PPR league because the guy's an absolute monster. He isn't slowing down. He's got the best quarterback in the league with him. It's and obviously one of the most attacking coaches too. The ball, the, the whole offense runs through him. So yeah, and you can't defend it. I mean, <laughs> you, defend you just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. so I agree. Um, so we've done our predictions. Now I want to hear what you think. It's going to happen in the Super Bowl. What, how do you think it's going to play out? What, what do you think is going to win? Um, I, I was going to say I think it's going to be a cautious start. I, I think the uh, the Bucks come out flying, um, and uh, Tom Brady takes it to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Chiefs have been uh, relatively slow starters. There've been lots uh, made about the uh, the slow start uh, for the organization um, as as a whole. Um, but yeah, I can see Brady taking it to him. Um, I wouldn't be su- uh, too surprised if uh, the Bucks go double digits up. There'll be a period where Mahomes starts clicking, um, and then it's you know uh, we've been watching the Jurassic Park today, and it's hold on to your butts, which is uh, you know the classic Samuel L. Jackson line. There, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens on that front. Um, I don't think we see too many mistakes uh, from Tom Brady. I just, I mean, he he just seems so calm and relaxed, and this is his moment. He's fully aware of that as well and you know what these these scenes are set for your greatest efforts to uh, to step up he was he was asked about jordan yesterday uh because jordan has six rings like he's got six rings and obviously he'll overtake jordan with uh, with seven rings if he's to to win this that's going to be in the back of his mind he talked about uh mj being one of his sporting icons growing up but it's, it's tom brady and it, it, he's just wired completely different to, it's uh, crazy. Everybody else. It's crazy, isn't it? That that is a possibility, and we all know it. We're all sitting there thinking, "Oh, what could happen?" And and we know that if like if it was us and somebody asked us that, we'd just go, "Oh, I'd just crumble." Or yeah. I'm not sure if you would, but I would just say, "Oh shit!" Like I would just crumble. <laughs> so like I don't know, I don't know why the media didn't just go. Let's just not ask him that one. Let's just leave that off. We all know about yeah. it. Let's just leave it yeah. because let him just let him just do it, and then afterwards we can talk about it. But also, yeah, Rob Gronkowski, watching his, the guy was just slouched back and he's chilled out. He was retired. He was on a beach last yeah. year. He's, he's doing Super Bowl parties and then his best friend comes calling and then here he is. He's, uh, he's in the Super Bowl. He was so chill. And I, I think he's trying to get in uh, Travis Kelsey's head because he was mispronouncing Kelsey's name. Uh, he was asked about him and uh, he's calling Kels, Kels, Travis Kels. And he started off with uh, Kelsey, but he was praising Kelsey and rightly so. But, um, you know what? I think these guys—they've—they've they've got that experience. And the Chiefs obviously have got the experience from, from last year, and the, the record speaks for itself. But 
just, you know, there you are, Tom, you've got the box behind you and you got, I've got the box flag behind me and uh, I just, I can't see it. I can't see it going any other way other than the box, but look at my bold predictions at the start of the season. What do I know? But uh, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. I just, I want to see history uh, being made and maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just a, a, an old romantic at heart, but uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good fun to watch. It's, it is. Uh, it's a little bit different this year, but Hey, uh, and Bruce Aarons as well in a situation like this and, uh, and the career that, that he's had, it kind of flipped from, from last year when uh, the story and the narrative was obviously around Andy Reid and uh, having never won a, a Super Bowl. And Bruce Aarons, he's coached so many great quarterbacks. Um, and we're going to have Peyton Manning uh, going into the Hall of Fame. It'll be announced on in the honors on Saturday night. And, and Bruce Aarons obviously worked with him. He's worked with Andrew Locke, Ben Roethlisberger, Carlson Palmer, and now he's mm. he's he's working with the, the greatest of them all, and it's yeah, there's there's so many little plots and twists and turns. I think I think it's going to be an exciting game. I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. Amazing. I, so. I mean, we don't want to go too much into what we think because obviously we've got our whole episode on this, but it was really good to hear what you think because obviously we're going to chat absolute crap about what we think, and <laughs> none of it will even compare to what you think because you've actually got inside oh, knowledge. Look, but. It, um, Conversation is going to keep going. Everybody's going to have these conversations. It's great. It's great to, to tune in and to listen to these these comments and, and conversations because yeah, that's what we love doing. And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to have Super Bowl parties and we're not going to be able to, you know, sit down in a pub or in a club somewhere and, and, mm. and chat with people and just uh, share bragging rights or, or whatever. So being able to uh, to jump on podcasts like this and have conversations, yeah. what we're here for, man, it's great. Well, I think I, I, I can't decide whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, obviously, <laughs> that, that sounds stupid. The pandemic is a very bad thing. It is. But I would have definitely just put everything on a credit card and gone over. Like, really? For, yeah. for the game. Like, even if I couldn't get a ticket, I'd just go and oh, you'd like, have experience to? the week. <laughs> um, I like, I'd probably go and take my dad or something like that. But um, it's probably a good thing that I'm not going to, that I'm not putting myself in thousands of pounds of debt for that. You could have carried my cameraman. I could have, I could have sorted. Oh out yes, you know? I, uh, oh. you know, love taking pictures as well. I'm like, like the critical by play for. You mean even though I play, I'm like the unofficial photographer. So hey, there he is. Done it. Next I love year, the work that next you guys do on going. Instagram, by the way. Hey, yeah, next year then LA as well, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, you've got UK games and we can all meet up then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a member of the uh, the NFL Writers Network. Uh, there's a, a whole host of us um, who get together on monthly calls with uh, with NFL UK, and they're still looking. They're looking at um, have putting the games on later in the year. Obviously, there's there's no announcement yet, but they, that's something that they're working towards. Um, absolutely, no teams have uh, have been signed up yet, and that that's the message because teams aren't going to commit until they know what the, the situation yeah, uh, is yeah. going to be like. But they're, they're still they're, they're focused on putting those games together. The most recent call was uh, last week, and it was, it was all Super Bowl related. So the next one, um, when we all get together, will be at the, the start of March now. Uh, everybody's attention. We'll, we'll obviously talk about the draft. Um, but then we'll also, it'll be flagged up about the, uh, the, the games in London. And I guess it's just, We've got to watch the space. They'll they'll work towards the uh, the schedule announcement, which is usually around about mid-April, and hopefully there may be some kind of indication where we can uh, start moving towards and uh, teams can start committing uh, to flying over here and, and putting on some games later in the year. We can that's, hope, can't we? We can hope. That's that's all we can say right now. There's absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, 
yeah, I'm, I'm not giving anything away because I don't know anything. <laughs> so yeah, all I can say is share us the conversations that we've had uh, with, with NFL UK and then we'll, uh, we'll update accordingly and they'll update accordingly as well. But here's hoping. Here's hoping. Yeah, I want to get Tom Brady back over here before he retires. Bring the box That'd back over. great. The box do like to come over. Great. Yeah, They've I come know. over twice. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if they did it again. Well, before, before we move, like, move towards the end of our episode, Anthony, we don't get you on very often. And it, we, and honestly, I've never seen Tom as happy as when he listens to some of your stories. So <laughs> do you have a, a story you can tell us before we end the episode? <sighs> Stories. I mean, I, I shared my uh, my Dan Marino story. There was a story I signed off with last time, wasn't there? I was going to I was going to share with you. And I said, I'll save that uh, until next time. But um, no, I can't really think of any story. Did, did I share my Jeff Reinbold story? I mean, when I went over and I worked on the uh, on the documentary that I, I put together about the, uh, the the games that were played in London in front of fifty thousand people uh, during the Second World War, um, and it was between Canada and America, and uh, the guy uh, who's uh, it was his genesis. Uh, he um, he played for the the Hamilton Wildcats, and then eventually the the Hamilton Wildcats became the Tiger Cats. So it was the Tigers and there was the Wildcats, and they merged. Um, and he's a, a guy called Dennis Whitaker, and he was uh, he's a quarterback for uh, for Hamilton. So because he he got the ball rolling and this tee ball game, and then later the coffee ball because the Americans lost, they don't like losing, so they wanted a rematch against the Canadians. It was one half yeah. CFL rules, another half NFL, and um, yeah. So because the uh, the Americans uh, wanted the rematch, the rematch was called the uh, the, the coffee ball, and. Um, Dennis Whitaker, what, what happened was uh, he uh, was playing like so many of the, the Canadian players in particular, because let's not forget the Canadians came out to help us uh, in the war in 1940. They, they started coming over and uh, he witnessed firsthand um, the slaughtering um, in, uh, it's, it's passed me by, the uh, DF, the DF raid, and it was an absolute lamps of the slaughter. He stood up toe-to-toe with, uh, with Churchill and ranted at him and, and how you know, the, they, they let down the, uh, the, the troops that were out there and he'd seen guys uh, completely slaughtered. Anyways, I digress. Um, he played for, uh, for, for Hamilton. Um, it was his idea over here to put these games together. Uh, and I, I managed to track down his daughter. His daughter lives in Florida. She drove all the way up uh, to Hamilton and we went to uh, a Hamilton Tiger Cats game. And the Tiger Cats were playing uh, Jeff Reinbold's uh, BC Lions on that occasion and um so bc flew out all the way from vancouver over to ontario and got absolutely trounced in the year before uh <laughs> jeff i think was the defensive coordinator with the uh with, with the, the tiger cats and then he was he was let go i think he was special teams at that time with uh, with the lions and they got they got hammered it must have been maybe 40 to 10 maybe 44 to 10 oh, bear in mind that they got absolutely hammered the guy had, he came out with the normal Jeff Reinbold smile, came out of the locker room and just stood next, stood next to the locker room door and chatted to me for about 20 minutes with a huge smile on his face. He had good grace um, talking about um, what I wanted to discuss for the documentary. And then we reflected um, on his game. And then, you know, we talked about NFL UK and Sky Sports and everything. And all the guys, all the, the Tiger Cats guys were like, hey, what's up, coach? And the just the, that the love uh, that they had for for Jeff Reinbold, the love that everybody has for Jeff Reinbold, because what you see is uh, is what you get. And um, so, yeah, you know what? Managed to uh, to catch up with him out there, and then a few weeks ago, uh, I got him on the uh, on my podcast, 
and uh, wore this uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers champions, Grey Cup champions uh, top, and they won the Grey Cup beating his Hamilton <laughs> in the Grey Cup. And he's like, <laughs> what are you doing to me, bro? And uh, uh, yeah, it was it was great. You know, he remembered uh, hooking up for the conversation, and it's yeah, just 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 great, just good fun, just good fun um, hanging out with Jeff. And then from that, that's when I went down to Pittsburgh and. Um, had to uh, uh, to cover uh, the Pittsburgh side side of the story um, because they had a huge part to play uh, during the wartime. And then whilst uh, so they played, it was Sunday night football game. So I got up. So Jeff met Jeff on the Saturday, and then got up half seven uh, the Sunday morning and drove all the way around Lake Ontario, crossed at Buffalo, drove all the way down to uh, to Pittsburgh. And it was about seven hours drive. Uh, and there was Sunday night football, uh, which was the Steelers at Heinz Field against the Ravens and the Ravens won. So I went in the, uh, the Ravens uh, locker room and I'm stood outside and there's a, there's a group of us waiting to go into the locker room and uh, NFL films go in, they, they film all their bit until we're, we're finally allowed to go in. And uh, I'm stood there and I'm, I'm looking at this dude opposite me and like he's looking up and he's like, he's, he's thinking, clearly he's thinking, this guy's clocked who I, who I am. And I'm looking at him going, who is that guy? I've seen that guy before. <laughs> and he's an actor and he's, he's a, he's a Hollywood actor, but I can't tell you the name and I can't tell you what films he, he's been in, but um, he was, my wife and I were watching the film and I was like, that's the guy. And like, just completely out of the blue. I'm like, that's the guy. I was, I was stood opposite him in, in Pittsburgh and he was waiting to go in. He's a Ravens fan. He wanted, he was going in and it, like, there's a, a whole song and dance about him waiting to go in into the, uh, the Ravens, uh, winning locker room at the time and oh man i can't tell you for the life of me who this guy is but like he had this look and then as soon as the locker room door opened and we could go in he just darted in and tried to avoid me because i'm just like looking at him i must have been just staring at him going trying to work out going i know that guy i know him but i'm saying no because i've seen him on on a film somewhere um but then inside that locker room that was the lamar jackson rookie season joe flacco had uh had just won it uh the game for uh for the ravens so there's a whole buzz around him they got the music pumping as as you do in the winning locker room sat down at his locker was the rookie Lamar Jackson and I stood next to him I had the microphone in my hand and I thought ah I should get get some uh, some quotes from him and I thought no no I'll leave him alone he's a rookie he won't want to talk and nobody's going to want to hear from a rookie oh Lamar Jackson (laughs) 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 and I can still picture him sat there just He's like looking up, like you know, nobody, nobody had an interest in him because he was oh. a rookie. And Joe Flacco just, he, like I said, it just won the game for uh, for the Ravens. And you know, there's uh, there's so much uh, around him, but ah, uh, oh, he's right there. That's I could have sat down next to him and and had a, a decent. You probably could have got about ten minutes from him. Yeah, because you know, probably would have been desperate to talk, wouldn't he? He would have been. Yeah, uh, he doesn't he, stop either once he starts. Yeah, so. yeah, you know, and it's. Uh, it, you, you can you can get lucky uh, in the locker rooms, and I, and I mean that in a, <laughs> in a broadcasting sense. Um, that if if you get the right guys, um, and it's always best to go in a winning locker room, never go in a, in a losing locker room. I, I went into the Browns locker room uh, after they lost to uh, to the Vikings in Twickenham, and like everyone's like, no dude, no dude, and it was just it, the, the depression just stank. Um, <laughs> but I did have a nice conversation with Teddy Bridgewater in the uh, in the vikings i think he was obviously injured then and um i just sat down and said look mike's off and we just we just talked uh, and i had a friend with me at the time um who worked with the bbc 
big Vikings fan and <laughs> kind of like introduced him like as if I knew Teddy Bridgewater and then they, they had this, <laughs> this whole conversation going. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you get the right guys and, you know, you can, you can target the guy. I mean, obviously you, you follow the games and I just make notes. Uh, you, you get the, the roster sheet, make notes on, on some of the guys who make some plays. And you've got that as your, as your, your trigger. Uh, and you know that there's not going to be so much attention on these guys. Uh, and then you, you just let the conversation roll. And yeah, I've had some great com- conversations. I've got a picture behind me. Um, I've got a couple of pictures. Me and uh, Eric Weddle um, speaking at Wembley last time the, uh, the, the Rams were over. And incidentally, the year before, actually, uh, in that Ravens locker room, I spoke to, uh, to Weddle because he had a good game against the Steelers uh, in that one. And it's a uh, beard. We talked about his beard. Um, a cracking beard. Yeah. Yeah. Strive for that beard. And we talked about, um, you know, the, the Ravens' performance the year before at Wembley. And because obviously the, they, they hear NFL UK and they, they suddenly they're like, oh, they open up and they, and they talk. But um, yeah, yeah, we, we, we caught up. We caught up um, after that Rams game, which was good. It was great. And then uh, Keenan Allen, there's me, Keenan, Keenan Allen, he's tucked away in the background. Again, you know, we just, uh, it's Keenan Allen. And we just, I, I don't yeah. know why there, there was so much, um, or there's so little attention to him. I think he, he, he'd had a shower. So like the cameras were, were elsewhere. I got talking to Keenan Allen. This picture of me and uh, Eric Weddle, actually, it sounds, it, it looks like I'm, you know, the, the one person conducting the interview and there's, there's all these cameras on. And again, it's just, just timing it right. You know, if the, these guys come out and uh, he's given that bit of time, let, let them have their bit of space, get ready, you know, throw some clothes on. And then if, if you're the first there, then you, you're going to get the question. And then it's, it's just hilarious because you can tell the guys, you can tell the, uh, the NFL Network guys, Sky Sports guys, ESPN guys, and they're all crouching in. But if, if you've, 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 got, you've started the interview, they, they know that they can interrupt and they've just got to wait for that gap. So, you know, you, I'm just up there in my head just thinking, oh, okay, well, I'm going to get this next question in and start asking. I think I deliberately take longer <laughs> if I knew yeah. that like ESPN and NFL Network were waking behind, waiting behind me. I just pissed Absolutely. them off on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to ask him? Because I'm going to ask him that question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's good fun. It's good fun. Yeah, they're good good times and hopefully yeah, we'll get them back hopefully. next season. And if not, then hopefully I'll be in a, a, a Super Bowl in LA next season. So Tom, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get you booked in. The only, the only issue with that is, and it's not, not that much of an issue, but here we are February 2nd recording this is... Um, my youngest, he's, he's seven today. Shout out to Ben. Great birthday. He loves his dinos. We've had a Jurassic Park kind of day. Is that I've got to, I'm going to have to pick and choose which, uh, which Super Bowls uh, I go to because obviously they're, they're around his birthday. Oh, so, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I can't go missing year after year um, his birthday. So this this would have been the first Super Bowl that uh, I would have uh, attended. Hey, hope LA next year. And then, um, yeah, maybe I'll wait till Vegas. We'll just play play my cards right for that one, and then we'll go to Vegas. <laughs> surely it's surely it's perfect. Surely it's the perfect birthday for him every year. Well, you know what? When he gets older, ten years time, you know, it's his seventeenth birthday. He's going to absolutely love it. He's going to be loving his old man. So uh, yeah, yeah. packy bags, mate. Off you come. <laughs> yeah, here we go, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've already had a had a chat about that. When he's a bit older, it's like, okay, we'll do. Um, We'll do some Super Bowl birthdays. Yeah. Then you'll, nice. then you'll appreciate your old man. <laughs> yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. He give up this game by then. But um, no, there's no way I'm giving this up. It's good fun. It's yeah. great to chat with you guys. And, you know, it's uh, it's just great. You know, I, the stuff that I do, I uh, cover uh, data stats. Is where I got all these uh, all this data from uh, this, this year. Just been pumping out data around the world with, uh, with uh, some of the NFL 
team. So this, uh, these, these stats go out to uh, CBS for their broadcasts. And um, yeah, it's good fun. Good fun. Talk ball, nice. video ball. Brilliant. Nice, man. I it. Well, Anthony, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you again, as always. Honestly, we, we'll, we'll definitely not leave it as long this time we, we get you on next time. Because, honestly... I, I seriously thought my bold predictions were so bad, you're like, we're not going to get this guy back on. <laughs> we've made worse, <laughs> no, we've made worse predictions. Oh, uh, trust me, Tom, Tom puts up with my predictions every week and they're, they're much worse than yours, trust me. We've had to put up with Scott's as well. Scott's on a terrible run recently. Yeah, Scott, oh, hey, Scott hey, has got a clue. Going well until playoffs, man. Going well until playoffs. Scott thinks he's watching hockey. <laughs> Chalky, feel the ice. Uh, no, yeah. uh, no ice. ice. Just ice. Oh no, man, no I was going to say we're going to go down an NHL rabbit hole now, but um, no, we don't maybe need to do that for hockey. another show. Yeah, another show. Well, yeah, chaps, it has been a great episode. I've really enjoyed it. I'm sure you all have too. Uh, we will call it a day there because we will have another episode in this week. Um, if anyone wants to catch us on our social media, we've got the Quick Snap UK on both Instagram and uh, Twitter. And Anthony, you've got what? I'm at A-R-Wotton, W-O-O-T-T-O-N on uh, Twitter. You can get me on Instagram at T-A-S-S underscore UK. By the way, check these guys out on Instagram. Their Instagram feed is fantastic. I have to tap you up for, uh, for how you work that Instagram <laughs> because I've uh, kind of neglected that side of things. Uh, good stuff there guys really good stuff on your insta Love i that. gave up i actually gave up i actually uh asked brett one of our writers to take over for me because right. i had no time so scott does our twitter and brett does our instagram now so now these guys are far more active than ever i ever was so <laughs> pumping out great content all the time yeah well, the problem is my wife you know she thinks of trying to uh, try to avoid it because you know if, if i'm not recording podcasts and I'm guests on shows or I'm, I'm doing work and stuff. So it's just that's it. Yeah, you have to go downstairs and um, actually, you know, I left them watching Jurassic Park. I think the seven year old might be asleep now. Yeah, happy birthday for the last night. <laughs> well, I hope, hope, hope you get one last chance to have a birthday to him. But guys, <laughs> don't miss out. Check out Anthony's uh, social media page and don't forget to check out his podcast as well. Because if you think this little snippet of him is great listening to, just keep listening to all the great content he pump, he's pumping out. Uh, guys, no, it's it's uh, honestly it's on my on my list of uh, Spotify podcasts or <laughs> Apple podcasts. I, uh, I chat through them. But well, uh, you know guys, what? I'll see if I get a question for Patrick Mahomes this week for you, my man. My, oh yeah, ask, yeah, ask me, him. Yeah, me a question. I'll, I'll throw it in. Unless you want to share it now, we'll see if we can get it out there. I, I know what I think we have to think about it properly. I think we'll all yeah. think about a question and, and send it yeah. to you. Fantastic. Right. Thank you very right. much, mate. Ask him, if it, ask him if it's a must win game. <laughs> <laughs> the, I want to see his reaction. Oh, amazing. And there goes my career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, guys, you enjoy the rest of your week and hopefully we'll have a little chat before Super Bowl. But if we don't, and enjoy it and. Good luck with the rest of your interviews this week. Cheers, man. Yeah, and good luck, Tom. You're thinking of you, man. Thank you. Yeah, there <laughs> we are. <laughs>
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.